What's up everybody, it's Coach Cody and I wanna share with you guys the exact five things that completely changed my life. So here's the issue. Right now there are more podcast books and information on fitness than ever. But which ones have the best information? Which ones will help you grow as a person the most? Which ones will get you to the next level in your life? Those are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Coach Cody Smith and this is the Create Yourself Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Coach Cody, and I want to welcome you back to the Create Yourself Podcast. So today, I want to share with you guys five things that completely changed my life that almost nobody does. And these are simple things, and and it's always been funny to me how, like, it's always been this most simple, uh, easy things that have been the most effective to, like, move the the needle for me in my life. Uh, And and, and it's always funny, because when I share these with people, I kind of watch them glaze over because they're looking for like this like secret sauce or this this big time you know unknown thing that that uh, people um, don't already know. But it's always the simplest stuff, and, and it's been funny to me as I paid for coaching and mentoring and gone to courses and <clears throat> read books and podcasts and all these things that it's always the simplest things that have helped me to move forward. So I'm going to share with you guys these five elements that uh, you know I actually brain dumped on this. I sat down and I wrote down like 20 different things. That like when I was like, you know, what could be some things that I could give people to help them to change their life? And, you know, I wrote down like 10 or 15 things. And uh, essentially, I landed on these five. And I was like, you know, these are the biggest pieces of the puzzle and, and the biggest things that are going to help people to move forward. So I'm here to tell you, if you do these things, you will completely turn around and change your life, period. There, it's not, this isn't up for debate. This isn't up for, you know, conversation. This is hands down the most important things that you can do. This has been, you know, and it's funny because all these things are kind of triangulated based off of different coaching that I've gotten. You know, like you look at, you know, millionaires or high level athletes, they all do these things or just people that are successful basically do these things and it completely changes their life. So uh, really quick before we jump into the show today, as always, go ahead and take a screenshot on your phone and then tag me in it. I am at Coach Cody Smith. Go ahead and take that screenshot, tag me in it, and post it on your Instagram story. The reason why I always ask you guys to do this is because ultimately, the more people that get that, that know about this show, the more people that are going to completely change their life as well. I mean, I essentially have shared over the course of the past year and a half, two years, I have shared the exact blueprint and everything that I learned along the way with you guys to help you to move forward. So whether you're a coach, a person is trying to get in shape, a person is trying to change their mindset, wherever you are, wherever you're getting, you're listening to this podcast from, your backstory, your origin, it doesn't matter. You will grow if you do these things that I talk about here. And I'm here to tell you because I'm patient zero. I'm the one that has done these things before you guys. So again, take that screenshot on your phone, post it on your Instagram story or Facebook for that matter. And then uh, be sure to tag me in it so that we can connect and we can communicate. Now, let's go ahead and jump into these five things that completely changed my life, okay? So let's start at like phase number one or like number one on my list of things. Now, it's funny because when uh, I first discovered this thing, I actually just decided it, decided that I was going to do it one day from uh, listening to uh, an audio book called The Perfect Day Formula from, uh, he's actually my, my first business coach, uh, Craig Ballantyne. And it's actually in the beginning and he was talking about routines and things like that. Um, so... <clears throat> The 4.30 wake-up time and my morning routine 
hands down are the number one thing that has helped to completely change my life. And and like I said, I was listening to the audiobook one day and he was going through about routines and you know, his nickname is the the um, most disciplined or the it's either the most disciplined man or the most productive man in the world. But uh, Craig is no joke. And it's funny because I had him on the show, uh, I forget, maybe like six, seven months ago. And he went over some of these things with you guys. Uh, and I, I was actually supposed to have him again. We just rescheduled, but he's gonna be back on the show here in the next week or two. But, um, you know, I was reading his book and he, and he started talking about this 430 wake up and how it completely changed his life and it changed his client's life. And it's funny because I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, you know, I always find myself complaining about not having enough time. I always find myself complaining and not being able to complete the tasks that I had. But at the time I was pursuing like being a competitive athlete and, and, and doing a sport and saying that I wanted to have a successful business and I know I wanted to be a great coach and create impact. But my routines and the way that I was doing things weren't set up. So I always found myself at the end of the day having to stretch my work day or to not come home to my family in time. And it all was based off of how I started my day because I would sleep in until, you know, 8 or 8.30, basically until my kids had to go to school because I wanted to recover, right? And I'm, and I'm bunny earsing right now because I wanted to recover to be an athlete, but I said I wanted to be a coach. I was misaligned. So I heard him say in this book that if you want to be successful, you have to wake up earlier than everybody else. And when I heard him said that, I took a look at my life and I was like, well, you know, who, like, what do I want? What level of success do I want? What does that look like? And what am I willing to give up? And one of them obviously was, I was willing to give up my competitive aspirations because coaching to me is a, is more an impact, a more impactful purpose. Um, but I essentially was like, man, I'm getting up at eight o'clock. What if I got up at four 30, like Craig's talking about. And, and it's funny because he said that he gets up at, uh, I think he said he gets up at like 429 because he said that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, gets up at 430 and he wanted to get up before that. And uh, one day I was listening to a podcast from uh, another well-respected coach and he said that he got up at 5 a.m. every day. So mentally I needed to get this win of I'm going to wake up before this person. So uh, I went ahead and I wrote it down and I was like, all right, 430 wake up every single day. I set my alarms. And I made it something that I was going to do. And, I, and, and it's funny because I always talk about like not starting something on Monday, but I had actually finished reading that book on Friday and I was like, okay, Monday morning starts my new morning routine and my new 4.30 a.m. wake up time. Now, so that first Monday I went to wake up, I actually slept through my alarm and woke up at 5 a.m. Nonetheless, that was actually still about three hours earlier than I was waking up before. So woke up at 5 a.m., Woke up, got coffee, got water, did some things, and essentially started doing some work, answering emails, all that kind of stuff. And by the time my kids and my wife were waking up for the day, because at the time my wife was actually working at the hospital and her day started a little later than mine. So by the time everybody got up, I was already lit on fire. My day had started with power and I was three hours ahead of every single person in my household and probably in my neighborhood, except for those people who needed to go to the work just by simply getting up at 5 a.m. So I essentially backed it down, you know, five to 10 minutes every day until I got to where I live now, which is at that 4.30 a.m. wake up time. And we'll talk more about like going to bed later, but that 4.30 a.m. wake up time has now made it to where every single morning I have had coffee, I have had water, I have had time to uh, write my thoughts and do reflections, set my day in motion and move all before anybody else has gotten up. And now I know mentally I'm winning because I am getting up likely before any other coach is in my area, um, in my county, 
um, some of the most high-level coaches, I have a 30-minute head start every single day. And if you spread that across, literally just in four days, I'm two hours ahead of everybody else. So for you guys out there listening right now, take a look at your morning. Where could you start to get time back? Maybe you don't need to stay up so late the night before and, you know, watch those episodes of Game of Thrones or, you know, watch those episodes of Vikings or right now during COVID-19 time, watch, you know, all the different news stations and all of their craziness that they're putting out. Get in bed a little bit earlier and wake up at 4.30 a.m. I actually taught this to, well, I teach it to all my clients, but um, I I just, I'm finishing up a men's mentorship group right now. And uh, one of the, one of the men um, used to be somebody that would sleep in. And one day I, I essentially painted a picture. I was like, Hey man, imagine if you woke up at 4.30 a.m., you did some reflection, you had a glass of water, had a cup of coffee, you just sat and you relaxed, you meditated a little bit, right? And then when, you're, when your daughter wakes up, imagine if you could sit and watch a, you know, a, cartoon, a cartoon episode with her, and then your wife wakes up and you hand her a cup of coffee. You're already lit on fire before your entire family is up. And he said that, and actually went home the next day <clears throat> and did it. And when he came in the next day, he was like, man, I did exactly what you said. And you're so right. It was amazing to wake up at 4.30 a.m., to hand my wife a cup of coffee after she got up, to spend some time with my daughter and to allow my wife to sleep in. And I still had 30, 45, 60 minutes to myself to reflect and to get my mind space right before I ever started my day. So that's number one, you guys. A 4.30 a.m. wake up time. That was the first thing that completely changed my life. And I'm telling you, people don't look at these types of things. People say they get up early by saying 6 a.m. People say they get up early at 5 a.m. But if you get up at in that four o'clock hour, I just believe after all the people that I've worked with, you know, people that are looking to to, to grow their business, anybody that I've mentored, nutrition clients, training clients, it doesn't matter across the board. When I encourage them to wake up just a little bit earlier, the feedback and the change that I see in that person just by fixing their morning routine is groundbreaking. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, journaling. Do not roll your eyes when I say that word. Okay, I've talked about it probably a hundred times on this show before about how important journaling is. I am here to tell you, I know very few people that do not practice some sort of mindset or physical reflection inside of something like a journal, a notepad, something. Every single single person that I've ever met that has any level of success does some form of journaling in the morning. So that can be self-reflection. It could be following a, a guided prompt. It could be just writing down, like brain dumping on the day what you need to do, writing to-do list. Maybe if you're a person of faith, maybe reading some scripture and then writing about what you what you learned inside of that scripture. Journaling is a way for you to get physical representation of your thoughts and I, and I call it inception, you get to and you get to think about your thoughts. You get to ask questions like, is that thought true? Is that feeling worth keeping? Am I in control of that feeling? You get to get these things out. And a lot of times I'll often, especially if you're waking up in the morning and you're stressed out about your day or you're a little anxious, you know, especially right now during COVID-19, maybe you're anxious about, you know, losing clients if you're a coach or if you're a parent and you've got kids home, you've got all these things going on. You can actually write them down. And then you can ask questions of those thoughts. Like, am I in control here? Can I change that? What can I do? Who do I need to become to be successful? Like, you can start to ask these questions, but if the thoughts are in your head, you never get them out. It's like relieving pressure, right? It's like filling, it's like filling up a balloon with too much air and it having too much pressure. Eventually, it's going to pop, which means you'll have a breakdown of some sort of like mental issue, or 
you can start the practice of getting these thoughts out. And it doesn't change completely in one time of doing it, <clears throat> not in a week, not in a month. It changes in repetitive action, action of doing it over and over and over again. Okay, so that's number two, journaling. And like literally when I started doing it, it was because I heard a podcast. Uh, you know, I, I always talk about like literally this podcast is here because of what podcasting has done for me. But uh, I was listening to a podcast one time and the guy was actually talking about his wife. His wife was following with something called the five minute journal. And it was, if you don't know about the five minute journal, it's a gratitude journal. So he was essentially talking about how his wife was doing this journal every day. And he explained a story that um, he equated to like with with practicing gratitude and things like that. And what he essentially did was like, you know, he practiced with his clients one day. He says, hey, everybody look around in here and find everything that's blue. Okay, so they look around and everything that's blue, everything that's blue, right? They find it. And then he's like, did you guys see any red? And then everybody kind of shook their head like, no, I only saw blue, right? So that exact thing is like if you're looking, if you're reflecting on things that you're positive about or gratitude and things like that. If you only see positives and gratitudes, then you won't see all the negatives. If you only see negatives, you completely miss all the positives. And I find that all of the positives come out when I journal. I'm able to look at all of the all, all of the red things or all the blue, you know, whatever you want to say. Like I end up finding the things that I want to see, right? Or the positives that I want to see, right? And all of that comes out of my journaling. When I heard that and I started doing it, I actually I went I went out right away and I bought that five minute journal, and I went through it. I actually did two five minute journals before I moved on and started doing freehand journaling. And now freehand journaling for me is to get all of my stuff out. So um, anytime I've ever recommended for a client to do journaling, I've never, I've never received any sort of negative feedback. Uh, maybe it's daunting or it's scary or you know this, that, and the other, but I'm here to tell you that journaling is super important. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, morning walks. Okay, now I actually got morning walks from uh, a guy by the name of Garrett White. I always talk about him. Garrett White, <clears throat> his information, his coaching has completely changed who I am in my life. And uh, I was actually listening to him one day. He was doing, he had sent me, you know, he's like, he's big in doing like video sales letters and stuff like that. But he had to sent me, there was a video sales letter in my email inbox one day. And he was going over telling a story essentially about, you know, he goes on walks with his teams and that's how they have meetings is they go on these really fast paced walks. And uh, he says that he does that same walk every single day, whether he's doing a speaking engagement and he's traveling somewhere, he's at home, he's on vacation, he starts early, starts late, it doesn't matter. He is going to work for 30, he's going to walk for 30 to 45 minutes and he'll record stories or, you know, he'll do something. But he walks for 30 to 45 minutes every day for movement, for daily movement. He does it inside of his thing called shift six, which is like another variation of a morning routine. And when I heard that, I was like, you know, I wonder if I would benefit from that. So one morning I went out and this, I started to make this part of my 4.30 a.m. morning walk, morning meditation thing. And I just started walking. And I would listen to some sort of motivational podcast in the morning. And by the time I got back home and I walked in the house, family's still asleep. I go to work. And then it was just another piece of the puzzle that completely allowed me to be, and I say this all the time, to be lit on fire before I ever had my first interaction with another human. <clears throat> I've moved. I've meditated. I've got clear. I've reflected. And I'm ready to roll for the day. Okay, so that's the third piece of the puzzle and something you guys definitely have to start doing. Okay, so number four, planning my day and, and I'll say time blocking as well. So this is another piece of the puzzle that I actually picked up from um, Craig's book, The Perfect Day Formula. 
So he talked about like if you know if you if you plan your day, you can find yourself being proactive instead of reactive. So I really thought about it. I was like, I often will simply do the thing that seems urgent, but it's not important. And I did this all the time. I would always do, uh, like if you would re- if you rewind a, a little bit and think about this, like in the context of like what I would do, is I would have this list of 50 things that I needed to do. And I would often work on things that were the easiest to get done and not the biggest things. And, and I would essentially do something called the manana effect, like tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. And I was always work on the things that weren't necessarily important. And I would just do things that seemed urgent at the time. And it all was because I was being reactive. So essentially like, I can't do this anymore. I have to stop doing this. So I essentially sat down one day and pulled out a notepad right before bed. And I wrote down all the, the three most important things that I need to do the next day. Okay, and then I would obviously list all the to-dos, but these top three things have to get done. And then I would brain dump all the things that I'm thinking about onto that notebook paper. Now, the next day I would wake up and I would essentially go through my morning routine, do my wake up, the whole thing, do my walk, come back. And I would start on one of those top three priorities first before answering emails, before answering notifications, before doing all these things, I would do those top three things first. Now, all of a sudden, I started to completely see shifts in my business in my life, client happiness, the experience my clients felt, how fulfilled I felt, because I was actually working on things that were important. And I completely started, and it's funny because all these things that I'm talking about here, it doesn't just change your life, it changes who you interact with as well. All the people that you come in contact with every single day can benefit from these very things that I'm talking about right now, okay? So planning my day was the first place I started. So then, as people started to get more help and I started to expand in my business and expand in who I am as a coaching, as, as a coach, <clears throat> I started to run out of time. So now it wasn't enough to just do those three important things, but now I had to also protect my time and stay away from what I like to call time vampires. Now, a time vampire is somebody that will, it, it, it's always my favorite thing, like, hey, you got a second? That, hey, you got a second always turns into 30 to 45 minutes of my time being sucked away which means that it is 30 to 45 minutes less time that I have to work on the things that are most important to me. So planning my day turned into time blocking, which is I I use something like Google Calendar. You can use basically anything out there, but, and and I have my assistant actually punch stuff in for me now, but I have blocks of time throughout the day. I have a start time and I have a finish time. And And it's kind of all over the place right now because of COVID, because things are coming and going and we need to make sure that we're keeping our businesses afloat. But This time blocking piece allowed me to start to protect my time more because, you know, if somebody wanted to come in and have a conversation with me and be like, hey, you got a second, I'd actually be like, you know, is it important? Because if not, I don't because in the next 10 minutes I have this call or the next five minutes I have this podcast to record or I'm making content or I'm, you know, writing an ebook or I'm writing sales copy. Like there was always something that I had planned for that time and it actually allowed me to start saying no more often, right? So Craig Valentine always tells me that if you want to do more things, you have to say no more. Or if you want to do more things, you have to do less things. Or sorry, if you want to make more impact, you have to do less things. Sorry, I knew I was going to get it right eventually. And all that came from planning my day and time blocking. And when I started to do this, saying no became easier. People started to know like, wow, he's really going to stay regimented. And then people started to notice like, man, you like, especially right now during COVID-19, I've had a couple clients tell me like, you really turned it up a notch. And I'm like, no, I've gotten more coordinated on protecting my time. And some people might say that, you know, maybe it's a little, you could say I'm selfish. You could say that 
maybe it's a little overbearing or I need to loosen up or I need to just kind of, and I've had a couple people tell me that I just need to flow and just kind of go with it a little bit. But flowing and going with it for me, it actually doesn't bring me happiness. What brings me happiness is knowing that I'm helping people and I'm creating and I'm expanding, right? I know that my, I don't know about you, but my happiness is directly tied to progression. So the only way that I can progress is if I help others progress. I hope that I'm helping you progress right now. If you've written down the four things that I've already talked about and you actually start to do them, you're going to completely start to see how your life can shift, right? Or you could be that person that's listening to the things that I'm saying right now and you're like, oh, it sounds like a good idea. And you just go on about your business. Or you say, I'm going to start it on Monday and you do one of those things. And you're like, oh, it's too hard. I'm just going to go back to doing what I'm doing. I'm here to tell you, if you start to add these things into your life, you're going to see a complete shift. Okay. And it's pretty cool because I'm actually making, I'm literally making a product right now. I'm making something that is going to go along with uh, a webinar that I did recently that is going to be an exact blueprint for you to start to do these things. It's going to be like a workbook. It's going to be a workbook that you can just follow along and start to implement these things in your life. Because I know that it's not always just fitness and nutrition. Fitness and nutrition is cool. You can have the greatest training program ever. You can have the greatest nutrition ever. But if your routine sucks, your mindset sucks, the way that you conduct business every day sucks, you're going to fail, period. I'm here to tell you, I've tried it. So um, that was number four, guys, planning my day and time blocking before I go on a rant. Now, last thing, this was probably one of the most difficult things to add in and one that I actually struggle with um, every now and then still, and this is just me being authentic. I still struggle with this every now and then now because I like to also, I've got three kids. My boys are <laughs> full of energy 24-7, my poor wife. You know, they like to stay up until 9, 9.30. And I find myself just needing, needing some time to unwind a little bit at the end of the day. And uh, that often comes at the expense of my bedtime because, and this is a story that I tell myself, is like I need that time to unwind. When in reality, I don't. I need to get in bed because I know that I feel happier the next day if I get stuff done versus having an issue waking up in the morning because I'm tired. Um, And and this is, I'm actually literally right now on the show working through some stories that I tell myself. It's super funny. Um, But this is called the reverse alarm. So the reverse alarm, the same way an alarm in the morning works, you wake you up at a certain time, a reverse alarm tells you to go to bed. Okay, so my reverse alarm goes off at 10 p.m., it says, Cody, you need to get in bed. I need seven. I need six and in between six to seven hours of sleep. Some would argue that I need a little bit more. Probably true. But I know that that's I've been functioning on that at a high level for a long period of time. And uh, I tend to sleep in on the weekends a little bit. <clears throat> so <clears throat> the reverse alarm is something you can do. In your, if you have an iPhone, you can put a bedtime in there. It'll go off. It'll prompt you to say, hey, get in bed. Mine says go to bed. I go get in bed typically somewhere between 9.30 and 10 p.m., with the exception of, you know, random nights here and there where I don't and I'm hanging out with the wife. But between 9.30 and 10 10 p.m., I get in bed, and I usually either read for 30 minutes or I try to read 15 pages of a book every single night. Now, that is how that 4.30 to 5 a.m. wake-up can work for you, is that you have to set a reverse alarm. Now, once you set that reverse alarm, sure, we can talk about like, you know, have your room dark, have your room cold, no TV in your room, stay off your phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, all those things are there, but none of those things matter if you don't get in bed at a decent hour and you're not regimented. So those are the five most important things that completely changed my life. And um, that reverse alarm piece, like I said, I still struggle with it. It's still something that I, um, 
tend to have issues with it. But it's funny when I started doing it, right? Because I started going to bed at 4.30 or started waking up at 4.30 a.m. every day. And my bedtime wasn't necessarily intact. And, and I, I heard a guy one day say that, you know, you have to do something called a reverse alarm because a reverse alarm will tell you when to get in bed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this thing out. I'm going to set this reverse alarm and I'm going to see how much more productive I can be the next day and how I feel at 4.30 a.m. And basically even see if I'll listen to that reverse alarm. And, I, you know, at night I turn my phone off and uh, I try to stay away from it. But it'll vibrate my watch on my wrist and tell me, and it's funny because a little bed icon will show up and it'll say go to bed. But the first time I did that reverse alarm, I was like, man, this is another level of control and discipline that I can use in my life to move forward, right? And for me, every time, like, I know that my why in life, because I've gotten clear on it, is winning. I like to win, right? I like to win and I like to beat myself. <laughs> it's funny. I like to win against myself. I like to say, like, no, I'm in control, right? Not your feelings, not your stories, Cody. You are in control, so that reverse alarm for me allowed me to get in bed, to wake up in the morning and to get this realization, like instant feedback that first time of like, wow, that feels amazing to be proactive in my life and not reactive. So give it a shot, guys. Reverse alarm is a huge deal. But uh, like I said, those are the five things that completely changed my life. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to these things, 90, per, 90 some percent, I will say a high 90 percentile of people do not do these things in their life and they're completely missing out on them. And, and this, those things alone have taken me from, you know, a, a struggling business owner. And I, I, I would, I, I don't know if anybody else would agree with it, but for me, I figured, I feel maybe, I felt maybe I was an average father and an average husband. And I knew that there was more out there. And, and as I started to implement these things in my life, I became happier, became a, a higher level business owner, became a higher level coach, a higher level dad a high-level husband, a better son, a better friend, all because I felt happy and I felt in control of my life for the first time, right? Happiness is a choice, and what you want in life is a choice. They've been telling us since we were kids. I don't know how old you guys are, but ever since I was a kid, I've always been told that you can be whatever you want. And, And I'm here to tell you that you can. You have to choose it. You have to get clear on it. You have to get clear on why you want it. And then your routines have to match what sort of things you want, period. Can't disagree with me, can't argue it, that's the facts, okay? So that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you got something out of this show. If you did, go ahead and give me a a rating review on iTunes, share this with a friend, especially right now, if if you've got friends and family out there struggling, give this podcast to them as a gift from you to them. Say, hey, look, this is, you know, Coach Cody, he will help you to do this and this and this and this. If you just listen to it and you actually does what he says, period. So share it with a friend or family. Let them know that this has completely changed your life. And you guys know, as always, take that screenshot, tag me in it. It's important to know that I'm reaching people and that you guys are growing just from me having a conversation with you. So um, hope you guys are having a great day and holding things down during these crazy times. I know it's tough, but, the you know, you know the whole stay at home, stay safe. We're all in this together. We are. But I tell you what, you have to do the work on yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. So again, hope you guys are having a great day today and that this brought you some value. And as always, if I can help you, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, How to contact me is in the outro of this podcast. So uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate every minute that you spent with me. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button and to give us a rating and review. 
Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I post daily motivational content and free training and nutritional information. Lastly, if you've been listening to this for a while and you're thinking about working with me and my team, go ahead and email me at cody at virtuousfit.com and I'll see you on the next episode.